Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we are chatting all about the 2023 UKG NWSL Challenge Cup. Quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube and also as a podcast, you can follow, like, and download so that you never miss an episode. It's back. It's back. The fourth edition of the Challenge Cup. We're celebrating by both wearing hats today. <laughs> How are you doing this morning, Lisa? Oh, God. Making me laugh this morning, Sandra. Yes. Um, I'm doing great. I am doing great. It's uh, I'm laughing because we do these episodes live on YouTube. Yeah. And so we have a live chat. So if you only ever listen as a podcast, you should head on over to youtube.com slash attacking third and join us one time when we go live because it is quite a community, quite the entertainment in our chat. Um, and Sandra and I are sitting here chatting about the Challenge Cup. And OK, these are this is going to how we're going to run through the show and what we're going to do. And I pull up the chat and everyone's making bets on what hat Sandra is going to wear it. today. Um, they guessed a black hat. I think it was Lucy that got it out there first. And she was like, it's going to be a black hat. They weren't sure if it was going to be your White Sox hat. Uh, but uh, for those that don't know, the Phillies beat the White Sox yesterday. So, woo, go Phillies. Um, there was like a couple other guesses in there. And we're sitting here talking and I'm telling Sandra like, hey, this chat's going off about your hat. And <laughs> I'm wearing a hat today. Um, so for those that are on a podcast, you don't care about any of this. but. It was just very funny today. So thanks, everyone, for joining us live on YouTube. You make our day. Thank yeah. you for whoever listens as a podcast. It's so good to be with all of you. If you're listening to the pod, come through. Come through once once or twice. Hang out. We're always live. So you should definitely find. It's really fun. We have a good time here. Yeah. Find us and in, 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 in hang out. Uh, we're, we're getting, we're chatting all things NWSL Challenge Cup. Uh, it's back. It's back for its fourth year. Let's talk a little bit about how we got here with the Challenge Cup, because this is the first time in its history that it is going to run concurrently with the NWSL regular season. It kicks off tonight, Wednesday, April the 19th. And the fourth edition does have some things that are still similar 
Uh, it initially started as a bubble tournament. Uh, it was created in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it was, it took place out in, in, in Utah. It was the uh, first competitive league it back was, to action. It marked the NWSL as, as with a little bit of history. Uh, I believe it was, it was a long term that they used. They were the they were the first team contact pro league to return yeah. back <laughs> to sports. They wanted to make sure that they got all of those things correct. Uh, Cause you, if you're going to claim yourself as the first, you have to make sure your mm -hmm. title is, is correct. But yeah, it was at the height of the pandemic. It was, it was really, um, really scary and, and, you know, kind of like unforeseen type of event, a series of events that occurred. And, um, it was it was one of those things. It was a wait and see approach. It was like, how is this gonna how is this gonna look? How is this gonna feel? How 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 are the players gonna do? How are they gonna compete? And so, in light of a season, Challenge Cup was born, and it's changed a little bit since then. So, out of a bubble, back to play, but was listed and placed, or excuse me, scheduled, um, just sort of post preseason and just in front of a regular season for so for the last couple seasons it's kind of had a little bit of perspective of, of as if it's a preseason-y type of tournament and that's not necessarily the case for this year so when they announced the official schedule for the NWSL in 2023 it included a shift in formatting for Challenge Cup. There are still three groups of four teams that will compete. They've been divided up regionally. So there's an East region, a Central region, a West region. And those four teams within those three groups will compete in a double round robin style tournament. And then the group winners, the three group winners, and the best performing second place team advance to semifinals. And this all takes place beginning tonight, April the 19th and it's going to run group matches are going to run all the way through August semifinals will kick off on September 6th with the final on September 9th but there's also one pretty big difference in this year's competition Lisa yeah the biggest dif well I mean I think the biggest difference to start it there's two big yeah. ones the fact that it's running concurrently with the season and I know you just broke down the schedule and how it starts now and it goes all the way through to September and the group stage is April to August that is such a long chunk well that's because the games are really spread out once a week once every other week until we hit July and starting July 21st, it is every week for Challenge Cup because the regular season takes a little bit of a break during the Women's World Cup that kicks off July 20th. So that's when the Challenge Cup really vamps up. Um, there are still regular season games during the World Cup, but it's towards the end of the World Cup in hopes that maybe some teams will be knocked out of the World Cup and they'll be back playing uh, with their clubs in the NWSL. But Sandra, this is the biggest change that you're alluding to and I, I think everyone is talking about UKG is the sponsor for the Challenge Cup. They sponsored last year, but this year they're ahead of the game sponsoring the Challenge Cup. And they are an HR company that focus on, focuses on equality uh, between gender equality and whatever equality it may mean to them. Then because of that, they are upping their ante essentially with the Challenge Cup and they're making it a $1 million payout for the Challenge Cup. There was money involved last year, but this is nearly doubling it um, for this year. It's it's $1 million is actually equivalent to what the 2020 MLS Cup is back tournament did. That was their prize money. So that's what UKG is kind of going off of and, and 
funding uh, the payout for the players. So if you make it to the semifinals, that's when the payouts start. So it's incentive for these players to continue playing and continue winning and want to get not just to the semifinal, but to win the whole thing um, and actually lift the cup at the end of it because you you get a little, uh, you get a payout. You get dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, if you're a semifinalist, essentially, you're going to get a crack at this million dollar pool. So I think that's a maybe a, a lucrative incentive, I think, for, for players who mm -hmm. are going to start this journey on the Challenge Cup. I think what we've seen out of the last two iterations of the of the Challenge Cup, how it was scheduled specifically out of a preseason and just ahead of the regular season, we saw coaches kind of utilize those games in the best way that they saw fit, like whether it was making sure that you're getting looks at your ideal starting 11s and maybe still trying to evaluate some newer faces or rookies to your team. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll still see a little bit of that during this version of well. the Challenge Cup. You know, um, it is like going to run throughout the course of, of the regular season. But a lot of these games, like you mentioned, Lisa, I think it was a really good point that you made that uh, some of them are going to be midweek. Most of them are going to be midweek mid type of matches, uh, whether it's today on a, on a Wednesday, but later on down the stretch, we see some games even like on a Tuesday, perhaps um, Fridays, you know, along with maybe some uh, across Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and depending on, on the match week and minute management and player rotations and stuff like that, maybe coaches still might utilize, utilize this tournament um, to get different looks or to try and, and rest some players as, as the season continues to, to go on. So I'm curious to see if that's still something that will carry over in, into this into this Challenge Cup. And I think for this first match, um, starting off so early in this regular season, we might we might actually uh, yeah. see that. Because we've had a lot of different things from players. Right. And, and I mean, even like the coaching staff, like they have to really balance and manage now how they keep their teams fresh when they're playing now three games in eight or nine days. Because yeah. I think if you played last Saturday, no games were last Sunday, but if you played Saturday, you're playing tonight and you've got a game on Saturday this weekend. Like yeah. that's three games in eight days. That's a lot. Um, especially if you didn't rotate a lot last week and you don't plan on rotating next week in the regular season game. That allows me to believe that we're going to see a bit of rotation throughout the Challenge Cup, especially in these midweek games. Um, it's an opportunity for coaches to try younger players, get them more game minutes. Or, um, I, I mean, I talk to coaches frequently and, and there are times when they say we, we want to try to get X player minutes. They've been competing really well in training. They deserve it. It's just a matter of if the game allows for us to get them in like that. That's a game plan for some coaches. They have top priority players that they want to make sure they get minutes. Now challenge cup allows them the opportunity to do that. So they can say, Hey, you've been training really well. You're going to get minutes and you're going to get a start in this challenge cup game. Uh, let's see how you do. And it allows those players to step up and, and demand that they get more time on the pitch during regular season games. I'm 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 curious how this how this first run of matches is, is gonna uh what it's gonna show us essentially from coaches and how they're thinking of utilizing these early weeks of, of Challenge Cup. Um especially some players are coming off of an international window as well. And there's a ton of international players in this league who participated in some of their friendlies with their respective national team programs. So again, lots of different curious angles to sort of look at this at. And, and we're also keeping in perspective 
um, you know, some of some of the different things that we've heard from players around Challenge Cup in the past, um, how it was scheduled as this sort of preseason of kind of format type of competition that maybe that wasn't the best idea for players trying to get into form and introducing so much travel uh, on a player for something that had a perspective of a preseason competition. Um, and now that maybe the league tried to take that in consideration and tried to change it into something that would mirror um, other in-season competitions across the globe. Like we hear, we watch and talk a lot about, have talked about, you know, FA cup, for example, um, with the women's super league. And so maybe they're trying to, to mirror some things in terms of how things are done uh, globally, you know, a little bit, I would have to imagine that something like a million dollar pool split among like four semifinalists could be something that maybe changes player perspective around it a little bit, but I think we'll see. Yeah. I, I think there is an incentive with the money. Um, I mean, even we talked to, I believe it was Carson Pickett last year after North Carolina won the 2022 challenge cup edition. And she said, Hey, $10,000 is significant amount for some players, for most players. Um, yeah. That's something you can do with that, whether it's, helping you move or, or at whatever it may be, pay off things that loans that you have or anything that it may be, it's helpful to get that money and to, to get essentially like the fast cash that comes with it, uh, that it's an immediate payout. However, is that enough for players to play when they're maybe not hundred percent or players that are playing 90 minutes on the weekends, are they going to want to go in midweek and play 90 minutes? Probably not. They, their bodies are tired. Um, and even with, uh, we'll get into the games that are happening tonight for the challenge cup and, and the availability reports that came out per club, but there are definitely players that are questionable on the availability report that I imagine we will not see at all tonight in this game. If you're questionable, there's no need to push it. Um, and, and kind of play in this game. Maybe that's where we start. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a couple games to run through, and we're going to treat this like game week because that's what it is. We've got five games that are kicking off tonight on Wednesday, April 19th. Let's start with the Central region. Only one game here. Uh, we've got Houston Dash versus Kansas City current uh, Chicago Red Stars and Racing Louisville not participating in this round of matches. We'll see them probably in the next one. But as far as this central uh, regional matchup, we're talking about availability reports. Kansas City current still have uh, several players listed as out on their reports. Silver lining, a CC Kaiser is is available for for this when she was out yep. for their match week three game against Chicago with an excused absent and available for selection for this week. I I would anticipate yeah. that a player like we might see a player like her to to get some minutes back in since she didn't get get any uh, last week. I'm curious what you think we might see from Houston, Lisa, because that is a team that had. Two starting players uh, in Diana Ordonez and Maria Sanchez to, to play, who went to play with Mexico's women's national team during that international break. They they went up against the NWSL clubs, Houston and Chicago. Um, so these are players that have had some extended minutes uh, on their legs. Uh, I'm, what do you think we might see from them in, in Challenge Cup? Yeah, I think with Houston, um, this is a team that, just history-wise, for those that don't know, they won the 2020 Challenge Cup, the inaugural Challenge Cup. And that was really the first thing that Houston 
won. I mean, it was the first thing that Houston won, and it was the first time that they really came out on top. And and the league looked at the dash a bit differently after that 2020 Challenge Cup, saying, "Okay, you guys got some movers and shakers here, and and you can actually." put things together up until that point, Houston had struggled in the league. Um, And honestly, I think that longevity wise in the challenge cup, I think Houston could make it to the final. Like I know where this is the opening match day and, and this is the opening night of challenge cup. But when you look at who Houston has and rather who they're not losing, as we talked about challenge cup is mostly going to be played during the world cup. A majority of the games are going to be played during the world cup. And Houston's not losing that many players. They're not losing Ordonez and Sanchez up top. Um, It's questionable if they'll lose Ebony Salmon to England at this point. Um, But even if they do, you're still keeping the two core, two of your three core forwards and goal scorers for this team. Even like across their back line, they're not losing that many players across the board to the World Cup. So this is a, I mean, if if I'm Sam Lady and I'm looking at this, of course, like the regular season, you, you have to, put a little bit of thought into that and how you're going to win because it's a really long regular season. But if you can win this challenge cup, I think it starts tonight. And the way that Kansas city has been struggling in the regular season, um, I don't imagine things will be that different tonight. I think that we've already seen a lot of rotation. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. Yes. I do think we'll see CC Kaiser for Matt Potter, but ultimately I think that this is Houston's game to lose at, at this point. Um, even if they, we do see a bit more rotation from players like Ordonez and Sanchez I still think Houston will come out and win this I hear you so you're going prediction I am fully behind Houston Dash I feel you on that 100% they're also the hosts yeah this one so they're not going to have that travel on their bodies necessarily I mean even when Mexico was playing against NWSL clubs during the international window that's that's here that's that's travel at home and one of those games was in Houston. So those players have had the opportunity to, to kind of get back and reintegrated in their home market. So I'm with you for all of the four, uh, you know, mentioned reasons that you already stated. Uh, I'm taking Houston in this first game as well. I'm excited to see something different out of Kansas City current. I think maybe that might be something uh, of an opportunity for, for Potter and his team. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll. Maybe this will be a game that they're utilizing as the let's go try some stuff kind of game. It's early enough in the season. It's game one of Challenge Cup. Why not? Right? Why? What do you have to lose? You know, in in something like this, in an early game one fixture against uh, against the Dash. Um, so I, I would like to see some different things from from Kansas City, um, whether it's it's formation wise or or individuals rotated okay. into the lineup. But I'm going with the Dash as well. I just think they're playing uh, well. Their their attackers are are showing us some pretty early chemistry, and even with some of the new try some stuff things that we might see from Kansas, it might not iron out to to an actual result or an actual win. So I'm going Dash as well. You could catch this one tonight, 7.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Make sure you tune in to all the action if you're rooting for the Dash or KC. We still have some more picks to make. We've got two games in the East and two games in the West, and we'll be back right after a quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's head on over to the East Coast with the most action going on tonight. Let's chat a little bit about Orlando Pride versus North Carolina Courage. This one you could catch on Paramount Plus kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm excited for this one, Lisa. I have this I have this game listed on my Challenge Cup preview as the under the radar match oh i like that when i was looking at the slate of games for for today i was like okay like let's break these down like let me let me give folks one biggest match to keep an eye on and maybe one that they might not think i'm gonna tune into this one right because that's the other thing about this with the five games there's alternating kickoffs maybe about half an hour from each other but i think this is a match that can maybe produce some highlights here. When it comes to the pride and the courage, they have produced some some interesting soccer between each other. Let's just say that. And I think when we're looking at the regular season at this moment, maybe you look at that, the stats on paper, and you say, Sandra, how is the last place Orlando Pride team and its 10th place North Carolina team going to be the surprise game? Well, it's because I think of the, the individual performances that we might see. We're already talking about Challenge Cup as, as you know, this competition where coaches and players might try to use utilize it for different looks and to try some stuff. And I think this is a game where we can see that. I'm also really excited to see the possible Brazilian matchups that we might yes. see. There's Caroline for, for North Carolina Courage. We've got, uh, you know, Marta for, for Orlando Pride. I don't know if we're going to see someone like Marta have that kind of quick turnaround and get the start. Maybe she can feature as an off-the-bench role. You know, she's someone working back into form as well. But we're also looking at Adriana for mm-hmm. Orlando Pride, who is starting to, I think, kind of fit in a little bit in terms of what Seb Hines is trying to build with this Orlando Pride team. So this is my under the radar match. I think we might get to see some exciting goals in this game and I hope that we do. And I'm going to go with a draw between these two teams for Challenge Cup to kick off the Eastern matchup. What do you got, Lisa? Stole that right out from under me. Um yeah, I'm also thinking this one is going to be a draw. Um you you mentioned goals. I would love to see goals like a 2-2 draw. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I'm not sure that's going to happen, though. I think that this could end in a scoreless draw. I think that, yes, there's a lot of exciting Brazilian international powerhouse that we could see on this one. Um, But I just think that each team has – both North Carolina and Orlando have struggled in the regular season scoring goals and finding the back of the net. Um, They really have. Only North Carolina's two goals coming from the penalty kick spot uh, well, two most recent goals coming from the penalty spot and one from Guile to start the regular season. And Orlando uh, has one uh, coming from Messiah Bright in their game against Angel City. Otherwise, they have struggled to find the back of the net. Um, and because of that, and I think the defensive battle that this is going to take between the two sides, I just don't think that in Orlando 
this game is going to be anything different than what we've seen. I like that you're calling it an exciting match, and I do think it will be. I mean, 0-0 draws are not mm-hmm. indicative at all of the competition on the pitch. Um, frankly, I, I don't. I think it will be an exciting game. I think it'll be really good to see the skill, that, as you mentioned, from Caroline, Adriana, Marta, what they do. Um, but Messiah Bright, I want this player to have a breakout year. And if that happens in the Challenge Cup and not the regular season, I'm totally okay with that. But I, mm-hmm. I want Bright to get a bit of confidence under herself and, and finding the back of the net or finding opportunities to score or putting herself in those positive positions. Um, so I'm hoping that comes for Bright tonight. But yeah, I'm going to go with the draw as well, but low right. scoring, 0-0. Zero, zero. I, I feel that I, I respect the I respect the energy around that, and I love that you mentioned how like you know the the zero zero might not be indicative of some of the play that no. we see between them. I think there's something to be said about two teams who are kind of you know kind of going through that rebuild, and now they're going to get a chance to go head to head, and it's going to be in a tournament like it's going to be in a tournament format where it's like try some stuff. Let's see where we're at in this early phase of the rebuild, and uh, I, I'm with you. I think maybe some of the newer faces to NWSL could could be the players that uh, introduce us to some cool highlights in a, in a match like this. Let's make a pick for the other East region game this week. It's going to be New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC versus Washington spirits. This one is also kicking off on Paramount plus at 7 30 PM. When we're looking at these two teams, Lisa, they've got some histories against each other. Is that, Sway you one way or the other. Who are you picking in this one? Why? So you said that uh, you thought, who did we just talk about? Orlando, North Carolina was going to be your game to watch. This is my game to watch. Gotham versus Washington. Um, I think that the battle between these two sides, it's going to be really good. It's happening at Gotham. So they're hosting at Red Bull Arena, uh, bringing in the Washington Spirit. Trinity Rodman listed as out for Washington Spirit. Um, Even if she was questionable, I I imagine she wouldn't be playing anyway. Um, It's an excused absence. She's not available of her selection for Mark Parsons and the spirit. Um, But between these two sides, when you look at kind of what Gotham has done this season, um, they're coming off a big win in the regular season. Now, how does it change for the Challenge Cup? Are we going to see different players in different positions? I imagine we'll see a bit of rotation. Um, Maybe in the midfield, the players that usually come off the bench, they'll end up getting starts in the midfield for – for Juan Carlos Amaros, uh, I'm looking at like a McCall Zerboni. I, I think Sinead Farley might get start and minutes in this game, uh, which I think could prove to be a really good Gotham side, right? Gotham is a team that's impressed me this year with, with what they can do on the pitch. However, Washington as well, they've got that prowess too. Now they're without Trinity Rodman and I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they generate attack and how they generate off-ball movement and deceptive runs without Rodman in there. She just adds so, so much to this group. And and Ashley Sanchez, are we going to see significant minutes from her and Ashley Hatch and Andy Sullivan, or are we going to see a bit more rotation for Mark Parsons' side? And because of that, I'm going to go with Gotham getting the win at home over Washington in this one. I think that Trinity Rodman is just, she does so much for Washington and without her, it's hard for them. I feel you. I hear you. And I'm with you 100% of the way. No pun intended. Going with Mitch Purse and Gotham FC in this match as well. I think for similar reasons, but for Mitch Purse, who 
I think is going to have a significant role in a game like this. When we're looking at the week that both of these teams just had, we saw Purse come on in that Orlando Pride game in their regular season week three match as an off-the-bench option. So so different minutes for Purse going into a match week like this. Now, will she get the start or will she be asked to come off the bench again? That is TBD. But for Gotham, they've also got an excused absence with Amani Dorsey. So I think there's some room there in the attack to to give some of the regulars or usual suspects uh, an additional look in Challenge Cup. And I think without Trinity Rodman, I think that is a huge loss for this team. And perhaps Mark Parsons, one of those coaches that we have heard utilize you know uh new players in this in this season wanting to get looks and minutes for a lot of the fresh faces and new names on this Washington Spirit side that this is the game where maybe we're going to utilize that we just got to see some minutes from Chloe Ricketts will we continue mm-hmm. to see some more in a yeah. midweek match who knows who knows it's a school night <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out the availability for for sure uh but i just with what Trinity Rodman has been providing for the spirit. I just, I just think that's a, a bigger absence than anything else for, for this team. Yeah. Uh, no, no one person um, makes or define things, you know, for for team. There's, there's no I in team, right. All that other funny cliche stuff, but there is an I in win, right. As, as Michael Jordan once said, and I think Trinity Rodman has been providing the I in win for Washington spirit. So I just don't think uh, with, with her absence, we're going to see some different looks for, for this spirit side. So I'm going with Gotham FC as well. Do you think we're going to see a lot of goals in this one without, without a Rodman available? Um, no, I think we could see a couple goals from Gotham, though. I mean, as you talked about with Midge yeah. and, and kind of what they've got going for them up top. But no, I don't think so. Maybe one from Washington. We'll, I'll give them one. Throw them a right. point. But no, I think uh, I mean, we both think Gotham's going to win. And I think that Gotham's going to kind of take it to Washington, put a couple on the board. All right. Well, we'll see. We've got two more games to chat about, but those are our picks for now. A draw with the pride and the courage. And we're both going for a win with Gotham. Go Bats. We'll be back after a quick break to make some more picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. We are back and we have to hit up the West Coast. Some might say the best coast, depending on your personal opinion and preference. I don't say that. I said some. We are not, <laughs> we are not those sums. I love the Gold Coast, which is here in Chicago. Just kidding. No, I don't. I love lakes. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. I love lakes. And as everybody knows, Lisa's from Philly and she loves Philly. So let's make some picks anyway on the West Coast. Let's see if we can make some correct picks. I'm also curious, Lisa, if we're going to keep making the same picks <laughs> in Challenge Cup because we've definitely uh, have a trend here. We don't right now. Full, full transparency and disclosure for folks who are listening. 
we don't share our picks with each other before we do these. We like to react naturally to, to this type of stuff. So it's uh, it's funny to me as we're going through these games, making some pretty similar picks. Let's keep going. We've got two more games. Angel City versus OL Rain. That's a late night kickoff. You can catch it at 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Quick turnaround for both these teams. We're going to get possibly our first look at Juliet's question mark uh tbd let's talk about it who are you feeling in this one and why are the availability reports swaying you one way or the other what do you think lisa yeah availability reports are nothing um i, I mean for angel city it's pretty much the same and then um for ol rain uh with with who they have questionable Bethany Balser, uh, Sam Hyatt, and then Olivia Vander Yacht. I don't think we'll see them. I mean, depending on how it works, Bethany Balser, it says it's her hamstring. Um, when it's muscular, I just don't think that we're going to see her, her get yeah. that many minutes, if any, in this game tonight, which might change things for OL Reign. Um, and for Angel City, I mean, you teased it a little bit there. Julie Ertz. Are we going to yeah. see Julie Ertz? What's going to happen? I say yes. We're going to see Ertz tonight for um, Angel City wearing the the pink and black going up against O.L. Rain. I do. I do. I just think that how you don't trade for a player like this, right, and not play her, not start her or, or get her minutes, right, start her on the pitch. I don't mean start in the game, but, like, start getting her yeah. in rotation with this team. And I don't think it'll be a start from Julie Ertz. I think it'll be a rotation onto the pitch, um, maybe 45 minutes, right, at the halfway line, halfway point, or a little bit after that. Frankly, I just don't see her getting the start, but I do see Ertz getting minutes. Um I want Angel City to win. If Earth gets yeah. minutes, I want Angel City to win. I'm going to be really honest. I think no. that that would be like very cool. We're putting Lisa. I love that you're putting feeling behind it. I, I know. I that. usually don't. I usually don't. I'm very much about the facts and the stats yes. and and current form of team. But how cool would it be? What kind What kind of story would that be for Julie Earth to miss two years in the NWSL? Come back, get on the pitch, and her team wins against Joel Rain. I I love it. I, you listen. You like it. I love it. And, Challenge uh, We can put our feelings into it. Yeah, why not? Let's have some fun. <laughs> that's 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 the difference for us. Like we're maybe we'll have less of the the you know, analytical or, or, or critiques, you know, we'll have just, we'll just lean mm -hmm. into feelings. Let's just lean into our feelings for, for chat. Just, just vibes, vibes only. Just and you know what? Vibes. My vibe, my vibes are also guiding me in this direction, not in the Pacific Northwest, but in the SoCal region. And I too, am going for Angel City. In wow. This um, look, just was able to sit in on some of that media availability with Flora Harvey. And I think when you look across the landscape of teams uh, and take a look at the coaching staffs, there are certain coaches that have a certain perspective on challenge cup and Laura Harvey, I think is one of those coaches. And uh, she said in, in her availability, like, listen, challenge cup coaches are going to utilize that in the best way that they see fit. And mm -hmm. she has already stated that, you know, within it that Rose Lavelle was not going to be available in a game yeah. like this, that they were not going to reset that they, that she, was, she and the coaching staff were going to utilize it to try to get some looks for other players um, across the board on OL reign. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like you mentioned a really good, you know, a very important point about, you know, Bethany Balser, if it's muscular, if it's hamstring related, 
do you do you run that risk in a Challenge Cup game to to tighten that up even more than it already is? I mean, Olivia Vandergaard just coming off of a game where where mm-hmm. she got that game winning stunner at the death for for OL Rain. Maybe maybe she gets a night off, but only listed is is questionable at, at this point. And with the it says it's a hip issue. So these are these are typical, I think, starting caliber type of players for the rain. Um, and I just don't, I just don't know if, if there's going to be not so much enough to get a result. I think OL rain is probably one of the more stacked and um, deeper benches in, in this yeah. league. And that's why I'm eager to see who gets uh, the start and challenge cup. Cause it might be players that we aren't at this point, three weeks into a regular season may not have seen already. I agree. Um, so I am excited on that side of things for all rain, but when it comes to kind of scratching out and grinding out a result, I'm looking more for angel city to try to build off of what they've been doing. They have two consecutive regular season games where they have snatched points uh, at the death off set piece goals, uh, Katie Johnson kind of leading the way in that for, for the team. And I just have to imagine that with everything official now with Julie Ertz, that tends to shake up a team, perhaps in a good way. I think um, so, you yeah. Know, you and I heard so much coming out of these international windows about uh, Ertz and her return to even just the national team locker room and from other players, how when Julie is around, players tend to uh, lift up and try to raise up their own pro- uh, profiles and, and efforts on the pitch. So I'm uh, I'm very curious to see what it'll look like what those minutes are going to appear to be. If, is it going to be a full 45? Will it be um, a a late game push? I'm with you in that. I don't know if it'll be a start, but I do think we're going to see minutes from Ertz. And I do think we might see a result for Angel City. And I think it's going to be a win. So we're both going Angel City in this one. Is Julie Ertz going to get a goal? Oh man. Um, You know what? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) And I'm only saying that. I'm only saying that because Angel City has had some, I know. Late game set piece set pieces. Yep. You know, and if you're if you're including Julie Hertz in that equation, that's just another target at this point. Yeah. Right. So a, a massive target. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Let's let's challenge cup. Let's have some fun. All let's vibes. No, no, fun. no actual concrete, you know, tactics and X and X's and O's. Just just energies, just manifestations. Heck yeah. We got one more to make a pick. Let's see if we're both swayed the same way. This one is my biggest match of the week to watch. While Orlando and North Carolina Courage is my under-the-radar game, San Diego Wave versus Portland Thorns is my absolute must-watch game of the Challenge Cup schedule. This one kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. You could catch all of the action on Paramount+. Plus. These two teams have already gotten off to really quick, hot, blazing starts in the regular season. Lisa, who do you have in this one is why? Is there going to be a winner? Is there going to be a loser? Are you holding another draw for this one? Let the people know. I am not holding a draw for San Diego, Portland. I I think we will get a winner in this game. Um, However, this game, yeah, I mean, it's it's the biggest one that we're watching in this in this opening Challenge Cup weekend. Completely, um, when you look at San Diego and and Portland and how they've played throughout the regular season, the rotation they've had, it's 
no secret that Portland has not skipped a beat from last year. However, I think that Portland's going to want to continue to ride the regular season wave, and we're going to see a lot of rotation from Mike Norris in, in players that are are going to get minutes for Portland in this game. I think it will be different. However, that doesn't mean it's going to be a drop-off of play by any means. I think Portland is still a very good team. They've got a lot of depth, and they've, they have they don't have a big drop-off when they go to their bench. If, if anything, it's like almost sometimes their bench makes them stronger coming in off the bench. Those players really make a difference. And for San Diego – I think that I think that they really want to win this game. Now I don't know who we're going to see, um, San Diego wise, but I think that like when you look at the makeup of these teams and Casey Stoney and going up against Portland, like both sides know this is a big game. Both sides know that there's um, a lot on the line, maybe in terms of pride and in terms of who's going to score the goals and who's going to. Uh, get the bigger crowd and who's going to do those types of thing and being at home for San Diego at Snapdragon stadium for this challenge cup game, I'm giving the edge to the wave. I think San Diego is going to get a win over Portland and Portland's going to get their first taste of a loss. First taste of a loss. Wow. I love it. You know, that absolutely has the vibes that that has the feelings behind it a a little bit. Um, Yeah. But I don't, if it is a loss, uh, is it gonna is it gonna weigh, you know, the same as maybe a, a loss would in, in the regular season? No, of course not. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't really think so. I'm, listen, I, I'm not saying that the availability availability reports are swaying me, uh, one way or the other, but I am really curious about what we're gonna see from Portland and Mike Norris with Michelle Vasconcelos unavailable yeah. for this game. I thought she might be a player for the team that we would see utilized in challenge cup matches. And when we're looking at some of the, the available forwards, you know, for, for Portland, obviously we, we know Sophia Smith, she's off to another fantastic start uh, in, in this season, but Morgan Weaver, I think you look at as someone that maybe might be tasked with a Mm -hmm. certain responsibility uh, for Portland during a challenge cup, but you know, is this the game where we see extended minutes for, for, uh, rookies, you know, are we going to see, uh, uh, Izzy Dequila, you know, in, in uh, a starting lineup for, for a challenge cup game for, for, for Portland, maybe, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. I would like to see it. Um, I think there's some unknown variables there. I think in the sense where, uh, this is going to be the, the first challenge cup, that Mike Norris has to to make these decisions, right? We've already seen three weeks of regular season play, but we don't know how he as a head coach is going to utilize challenge cup for, for his team moving forward. You know, how, how far ahead is he looking for his squad in this early, in these early weeks, in this early month, of the season. So I'm very curious as to, to see uh, what the lineup is going to look like on Portland side, maybe less curious for, for San Diego. Uh, look, I, I think you're correct in, in that Casey Stoney is a head coach, a former player, right. Who wants, wants to win. 
but I also don't know if she is going to utilize challenge, if she's going to utilize challenge cup in a way to kind of rotate yeah. minutes for players as well. And maybe that's where we try to take a look at the availability report and maybe get some hints. We already know that, um, you know, Abby Dalkumper is working her way back uh, from an injury, a surgery that uh, for her bag, Maggie Doty Howard is, is unavailable with a thigh yeah. injury. Giovanna DeMarco, again, a knee injury out as well. New, we're looking at those challenge cup to maybe introduce uh, or reintroduce some of the newer names and newer faces in NWSL. And I think for San Diego, there's a couple names here that we might not be able to see, uh, whether it is a DeMarco or even a Melanie Barcenas. Maybe Challenge Cup is something that they want to utilize for their 15-year-old signing. I mean, we've heard I we've heard Casey Stoney say that, listen, Barcenas is a child. They want to make sure that they give her all of the support and resources available to them, you know, meaning her and her family. Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure that they are, yes, providing a good professional experience for this player and not building too much too quickly for her. So listed is questionable with illness, but that's also alongside a Kristen Westfall. Someone who we've seen in, in his starting caliber role for this team. So I am very curious about what we are going to see in terms of the starting lineup for San Diego Wave. And I think there's a few more unknowns for the Wave there than there are for the Thorns. That's why I'm going to go with Portland in this one. Ooh. I'm going to go with Thorns for the win in Challenge Cup against San Diego Wave. It took to the last game for us to be different, and I, I'm, I welcome it. We had to have one to, to be the indicating you know, tiebreaker between us. So we'll see how things shake out for the Challenge Cup. It's back. It has returned. And we will be tuning in tonight across CBS Sports platforms to watch all the games. Make sure you check out Paramount Plus and CBS Sports Network to tune in to the first round of the Challenge Cup. That's all we've got for you. Thank you for joining us this morning on Attacking Third. Make sure you download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us at YouTube on youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Subscribe so that you never miss out on alerts or whenever we go live. And we'll be back with even more Challenge Cup coverage this week, so stay tuned. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.